What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Trust the Bank podcast. Sorry it's been a few days since we've been able to get any uploads out on the channel. I've been traveling and sick. Um, the Ravens, it, unfortunate things have happened um, since the last time that we recorded. This the last time you've seen either of us. Um, Lamar Jackson is down. Greg Roman still works for the Baltimore Ravens organization. Yeah, yeah. Still don't know anything about uh, David Ojabo. Still don't know anything about a lot of injuries. Ronnie Stanley's still hurt. A lot of things going on. Uh, a lot of a lot of bad things going on in this organization. One of the good things is they got the win. They were able to, uh, you know, squeak one out. You know, the, Brandon McManus went out there, trotted onto the field, thinking he was some dude named Justin Tucker. He was not. He did mm-hmm. not have the leg for a, a mere 62-yard game-winning field goal. Um, but – you know, in this in this kind of episode today, you know, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, go check out the Spotify uh, and Apple Podcasts. You know, you can listen to all the segments right here. But we're going to talk about a few things. First off, Tyler Huntley season. That'll be the first segment. Second off, we're going to be talking about the next few games. You know, and, you know, it's a little bit continuation of Tyler Huntley. And, you know, what do we need? What do we need to win those next few games? You know, we've got the Steelers, the Browns, the Falcons, Steelers, and the Bengals to end the season. You know, what? what's needed, you know, if we don't have Lamar Jackson, you know, when we get Marcus Williams back, J.K. Dobbins back, and things like that. Talking a little bit about those situations and potential playoff scenarios. Hey, maybe we don't win the division, but could that be a good thing? All those sorts of things in that segment. And finally, it's the first Steelers week of the year. We got to talk about it. Ravens, Steelers, rivalry, tradition history, all that sort of stuff. But Joshua, let's talk about it. Let's talk about Snoop. The man, you know, I hate to say it, but it's Tyler Huntley season again. Yeah. How are you feeling about that, man? I mean, I know everybody feel like Snoop is the second coming to Lamar Jackson. Um, I don't. Um, he definitely put up a great performance in the, um, in the preseason, but uh, – I thought somebody else was better than him out of coming out of Oregon. Uh, Anthony Brown, just saying, just saying, just saying. But I mean, they plug in an offense where Snoop doesn't have to think a lot. He can just react to what's coming to him. I mean, you know, everybody will talk about, you know, well, they throw a lot of pass passing. Well, yeah, they do do a lot more passing with Tyler Huntley. He's the second string quarterback. I mean, he doesn't do everything that Lamar Jackson does. He's not as, he's not as, um, he doesn't have the panache or the showmanship as Lamar Jackson. He does, but he can get the job done. Um, do I feel like he can win all these games though? Well, let's look back at last season. <laughs> he can, he gives you excitement. He does, but do I feel like he can win the games? Um, he can, but they don't make it happen. I, 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 I feel like between his talent and Greg Gregory Roman's play calling, it's not enough fire to put us in a true winning position to seal the game. Yeah. And you know, you got to give him credit for last week. He was able to march down the field, but again, the, the team put up 10 points. That's, you know, that is kind of ridiculous that they've put up uh, in three of the last or two of the last three weeks. Ravens have scored one touchdown or fewer. They put up uh, one against uh, the Panthers. They put up one against the Broncos. That's it. This is an offense that has been struggling. The passing game's been atrocious. 
And now we're getting Tyler Huntley. And again, Tyler Huntley, Tyler Huntley is a fine backup um, to come into a game when you're winning by a lot. Mm-hmm. Tyler Huntley is a fine backup when you need someone to maybe finish out a game for you. Okay. Like, like, like we saw Lamar gets hurt against the Broncos and he can do that. I have no problem with his ability to do that. I think he's a fine backup for that reason. The reason why I I'm not excited or, or enthusiastic about the next few games um, is because Tyler Huntley is a very limited player. You know, and I know a lot of people get have gotten mad at me over the last year or so, because we I talked about it like every week last year, uh, but Tyler Huntley isn't like, He's not a, a, a good thrower of the football. He's accurate to, you know, in the short intermediate throw. Like, he can dink and dunk, but that's yeah. really all he can do. He has – he may have the least arm strength I've ever seen out of a quarterback in his athletic prime, right? You know, because, you know, 45-year-old Drew Brees or whatever, you know, noodle arm Matt Ryan – you know, that we see currently like that's different that, you know, the final year Peyton Manning, that was bad, but that's like, you're 45 years old. They weren't always like that. Yeah. Tyler Huntley does not have arm strength. Um, You know, I think the farthest throw we've ever seen him complete was 35 yards, maybe 40 yards in the air. I think it was the, I still call it Rashad Bateman's first touchdown of his career, but it wasn't um, against, I think the Cleveland Browns. That was 30. It could have been 40 yards, maybe 40 yards in the air. And like, that's the farthest we've ever seen him throw. And he is, he is not accurate throwing the deep ball. You know, we talked about it all the time. I was about to say, didn't he throw a deep ball interception in the Bills game when Lamar went down in the playoffs? Um, I don't think he threw the interception. He just overthrew Hollywood. We used to talk about it all the time. The Hollywood Brown, Tyler Huntley duo is the was the worst Never duo worked. the NFL had ever seen. Like Never worked. I don't know if they ever completed a pass. Like it was like no, Huntley steps that. back. He's got Hollywood Brown deep, and it's like, oh, he underthrew him, or oh, he totally overthrew him. Or he'd finally make a good throw, and it was like Hollywood dropped it. And you're like, oh man, this is terrible. Yeah. But he really doesn't throw the deep ball very much. Uh, because he just doesn't have the arm strength or the accuracy to do it. And with now how the Ravens passing game is. That's, I mean, that's part of the reason. Like, Deshaun Jackson got us excited because it gave Lamar a deep threat to throw to. Also, shout out to Deshaun Jackson. He got uh, signed in the 53, um, which is big because now we don't have to elevate him every week. But that was the reason. It was like, wow, Lamar can finally throw that deep ball because that is a threat. Teams, I think, are slightly worried about Lamar hitting that deep ball. They're not worried about Tyler Huntley hitting the deep ball. Tyler Huntley is three yard, five yard checkdowns. And you guys, you guys can pull up the spread of his completions and his passing attempts. Almost I would think I think like 75 or 80 percent of his passes under 10 yards. He is a damn. I know people are going to probably uh crucify me for this one. He is a mid-tier Jacoby Brissett. He's a he's a in Jacoby Brissett is already mid-tier. Like <laughs> Because if you look at Jacoby Brissett, Jacoby Brissett managed the games mm-hmm. in the season, and he got them wins. Yeah, he threw a deep ball every now and then, but mostly, what did he do? Either they was under the numbers, you know, 
hitch and goes, uh, ten, 10 and out with 10 and then slants, you know, dig, dig route, stuff like that. Same thing that, you know, Tyler Huntley does. And like I said, you know, when it comes to, you know, second string quarterbacks, their offensive coordinators usually, usually do not put a lot of stress and strain on those guys because sometimes they don't know the whole playbook. Even though uh, Tyler Huntley's been, been behind Lamar for the past two, three years, correct me if I'm wrong, chat. Um, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, McConnell. Um, so he should has he should have a good uh, a grasp of the playbook. So you know I do feel like they trust him enough to run the regular plays that Lamar will usually do. But like I said, he doesn't have the you know the showmanship or the panache or the athleticism as Lamar Jackson. But I feel like you know he he can manage a game enough to win. It just comes down to him executing and also Gregory Roman calling enough good plays in order for us to actually score and get touchdowns. Yeah, and you know, also just want to give a really quick shout out. I just signed into our uh, podcast hosting. We we are at exactly ten thousand plays all time on the podcast. He's like on the nose. I literally just like logged into that. Nice. I was you know gotta get ready to upload it, but yeah, we're, we're at exactly ten thousand plays. So shout out to everybody. Uh, that's uh, Merry that's Christmas why. to us. <laughs> yeah, no man, like sweet. We we hit it. We got ten thousand plays, but. Like, you know, the thing is, you know, as a pat, like, I think Tyler Huntley, if he had really good weapons and a, a really good passing scheme, you know, we a really said that. good coach, could be great. What, what did we say? What, what did I say last season? All last season, let Tyler Huntley win, yeah, so he can up his trade stock. Who did I say send him to? Compete to the team up not I ninety five. They got like, some it, of the the best, some of the youngest weapons. When you put a mid-tier quarterback that that can get things done, that's still in his young age, I feel like they can. I feel like he can take that team to the playoffs because he has enough talent around him. Yeah, and and so the the benefit that he does bring is the running game. You know, he he he's a good runner of the football. He's he's, I would say, he's top ten in the NFL as as a rushing quarterback. You know, he's probably on the you know close to ten side, but. He's decent. He's got a little bit of wiggle. He's got some good top speed. Honestly, kind of really reminds me of an older RG3 um, with his running ability. Uh, You know, obviously not prime RG3. Prime RG3 was a menace. That dude, that may have been, he may have been the fastest quarterback in the history of the NFL in straight line speed. Um, It's probably him or Vic. But Tyler Huntley does add value in the running game. But for Greg Roman's running game, you need a quarterback that is insanely good to make the offensive scheme work that Greg Roman tries to run. Lamar Jackson is that level to where it's like, okay, the defense has to play the run so hard to where Lamar Jackson can make the poor weapons work. Right. You know, he can hit those deep balls, hit them for intermediate, still be explosive, even though the weapons aren't very good because they're playing the run so hard. Tyler Huntley you are okay with letting Tyler Huntley run on you. You are not okay with having Lamar Jackson run on you. It's too different. And you have to, in the NFL, you have to prove that. That's not something where you get drafted and teams go, we're never going to let this guy run the ball. This was something when Lamar Jackson came into the league, teams were letting Lamar run initially. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he first started off and it was like, okay, okay. And then 2019, they were like, okay, yeah, we need to stop this right now. Um, we need to stop this. And so then 
then the passing game started to dominate. That's how he led the league in touchdown passes. They sold out, stopped the run, boom, explosive play, explosive play. You see it with all these young quarterbacks, right? You know, Justin Fields, now they're finally starting to catch on. Do not let him run. But for the first year and a half of his career, it wasn't like that. It was like, okay, yeah, he's made some plays, but he hasn't looked that good running the ball. He's looked decent, but like, let's just stop the pass. If we stop the pass, we're going to win. All of a sudden, he starts breaking them, right? 50, 50, 50, 50 yard touchdown runs, like week to week to week to week to week. My life. fantasy team is very appreciative. He'd be helping my fantasy team, man. Um, <laughs> But now teams are like, okay, stop the Justin Fields run first, then we'll stop the pass. Yeah. Tyler Huntley is still in the stage where they are, all right, let's just stop the pass. If he wants to run, that's fine. He's not going to go crazy. Mm. He may have 20 rushing attempts for 80 yards, but teams will live with that. Because what Lamar does is he has seven rushing attempts for 80 yards. And then he has all these completions. Tyler Huntley is just like, yeah, I'm just going to check the ball down, check the ball down. I'm not going to run. In, you know, I don't have the, I don't really have the faith that he is going to become this, oh my gosh, we got to stop Tyler Huntley from running type of player. Yeah, I, I don't think he has that type of running ability. I don't think he has the straight line speed. I think he's, he's good enough, right? You know, Russell Wilson was, don't let him escape from the pocket. It wasn't, don't let him run. Yeah, with him, he just had that, oh, uh, yeah, McConnell, he's, he's getting better. He's, you know, he's under the weather, you know. But um, <laughs> that was a no sentence to get out, man. <laughs> but we were, I mean, when we talk about Russell Wilson, him and – we can put him and Kyler Murray in the same, in the same uh, boat, you know, because they don't use their running ability first. They they more you know a pass centric type of quarterbacks. I mean, with um, Russell Wilson coming out of NC State and either and even with Kyler Murray coming out of OU, those those offenses were built you know on the strength of their arm. They wasn't built on just their whole athletic ability. So you know it's like a, a element of surprise. Something I've been wanting. Something that I've been wanting for uh, Lamar Jackson. You know as he continues to grow in the NFL and continue you know the. Um, the drive out his legacy as a QB in the NFL as well, you know, but, you know, with Gregory Roman at the helm and having, you know, one of those, one of those X factor type of players, because that's the same thing that happened with, you know, Colin Kaepernick, Tyron Taylor, and now Lamar Jackson just perfecting, you know, what we really didn't see. We only saw glimpses of what, uh, of what this uh, great uh, rushing coordinator can do in uh, San Francisco. We saw another glimpse of it, you know, when he was in Buffalo, he had Sammy Watkins and Tyrod Taylor. And um, I forgot who the running back was. But now, you know. Um, Shady. Oh, man. Oh, man. Shady McCoy. No reason. No reason was working. <laughs> the man was a dog. So now, you know, you bring it to, you know, the generation of another up-and-coming X-Factor type of player that can change the game in just of an instant with Lamar Jackson. So, you know. Everybody is so – everybody can say, you know, the season is over because Lamar Jackson's hurt. And may possibly could be. People people are probably saying, you know, hey, we got Snoop, man. Don't worry. He's the second coming to Lamar Jackson. I don't know about that. That's a stretch. 
could he possibly win a game or two to put us in the playoff contention? Well, continue having us in playoff contention? Maybe. We just have to see what, which Ravens come out this uh, next couple of Sundays and play. I mean, the thing is, uh, once once if we see Snoop doing good, Ravens Nation supports Snoop and don't say, oh, let's just uh, F Lamar Jackson. We don't, need to, we don't need to worry about bringing him back or signing him back to the team or things of the nature. Things of the nature. We have Snoop. We have Tyler Snoop Huntley. You know, he he's our savior and stuff like that. Just don't be those type of fans because we are approaching Snoop season. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, you, you brought it up. You know, he needs to perform over these next couple of games. Let's kind of transition into uh, looking at the upcoming schedule, you know, because the Ravens are expecting Lamar to be out one to three weeks. That's kind of the reports that have been going going around. He's week to week with a, a PCL strain. We've got Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh this week at Cleveland versus the Falcons. Let's assume Lamar misses all three of those weeks. All right. So let's assume Tyler Huntley plays in all of them. You know, let's start with the Steelers. What, what does Tyler Huntley need to do against the Steelers? You know, because he he's played against them twice now, or no, he's played against them once, I think um, as a starting quarterback. Uh, but he's played against him. He knows it's physical, but at the same time, this is no longer the big Ben, uh, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers. This is the, this is the Kenny Pickett Steelers. So the offense is not as explosive. The offensive line isn't as good. They don't put up a ton of points. Kind of similar to the Broncos. They're a little bit better than the Broncos offensively. Kind of similar to them defensively though. Maybe worse corners. The problem is, the Ravens, the Ravens wide receivers couldn't get open against. Uh, they couldn't get up open against JUCO corners. Like I mean, I, honestly, you know, I mean, Dion would have them boys. Oh, don't do it. <laughs> I mean, I'm just don't saying. Do it. Don't do I'm just it. saying. I'm just saying. Don't do it. Um, I do know that Dion actually got the number one JUCO corner uh, transferred to UC Boulder. So shout out to Dion. Um. He's six foot three, runs like a crazy 40, and it's like, oh, great. I'm a Stanford fan. We got a play Colorado. Like, I'm rooting for you, Dion, but, you know, Greg Roman versus Dion Sanders. I don't know how that's going to work out. I'm saying Gregory Roman is coming to save the day. It's going to be okay. (laughs) Yeah, who cares what corners they got? He'll run the ball. I got EJ Jr. So, hey. That's true. The only way to beat an NFL legend is the son of an NFL legend. But then again, they do. He will have his son with him, too. Yeah. Does Greg Roman have a son? Could play, like, offensive line. He probably played, he probably played in the high school they was coaching at. Nah, I, nah, Greg Roman's son would be a fullback. Had, no, he would be a running back. He would be a <laughs> nah, he's a wide receiver, but he's, like, 6'4", 340. Like he, he'll, be a big bruising, he'll be a big, bruising Mike Allstott. With the next <laughs> it's like, yeah, man, I'm gonna coach you, son. Make sure you eat your steak and potatoes. I'm gonna get you right. Drink, drink these uh three yolks, three egg yolks a day. Hey, I'm gonna get you big as hell, and I'm gonna run this wing team, and, and we're gonna see. But I'm gonna get you all the way to the lead, baby. Trust me, I'm gonna still be coaching. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be how it goes. <laughs> but um, I mean, I. I 
maybe this maybe this is me being too much of a homer. Maybe me being a little bit uh, biased as a Ravens fan. I kind of see us going two and one for you know these next three weeks. Um, I do feel like you know we can win these rivalry games. The only thing is, is Snoop handling the the defense of the of Pittsburgh Steelers? Because me, in my opinion. And, T- and TTB family, Ravens flight, y'all can fuss me, y'all can fuss me out, cuss me out. I feel like the Steelers had the, some of the best athletes on all three levels on the defensive side of the ball. When it comes to that, when it comes to that defensive line, they have you know arguably the best defensive uh, defensive end uh, in the NFL. I feel like Devin Bush is also in the conversation as you know uh, as he will be a great middle linebacker in this league, and you have another great safety in Pittsburgh and think and Mika Fitzpatrick. So. I can't – I mean, if you it, – it's one thing, you know, uh, being a Ravens fan, but it's another thing being a fan of the game of football. And if you can't be real and say, hey, they got some dogs over there, then that's a problem. But I know one thing, too, that, you know, yes, our offensive line maybe you know, it's, it's starting to hurt a little bit. Ryan Stanley is uh, – he hasn't practiced. And um, I, I, I think his name was Cooper. Cooper, the uh, outside linebacker for, for the Denver Broncos, man, I – he hurt my heart, McConnell. He was working the hell out of Daniel Falele and uh, Morgan Moses, man. I mean, if Morgan Moses just would have held him up just a little longer, maybe Lamar wouldn't have gone down the way he gone down. But, you know, that, that happens in the game of football. It's a gladiator sport. It is what it is. But those guys had to sustain blocks and had to get to the next level in order to, um, to keep Tyler Huntley clean. So they have to run an efficient running game. And they also they got um, that passing. It has to be some type of creativity, whether it's deep, deep and dunk, uh, slants, whatever the case may be. Those wide receivers have to create separation. They got to get up the field. And uh, Tyler got to hit them. He got to hit them. If he hits them and gets them going in, in, transi- in, in uh, transition, I feel like we can uh, we can get touchdowns. We can get scores against this defense. Yeah, and I, these, these three games, the benefit is they are winnable. You know, last year there were some tough matchups that we probably needed him to win, but he ended up not being able to, you know, close losses to like the Packers to the Rams. Um, I think he might've played the Bengals. I can't remember if he did, but those were games where it was like, okay, would love to win. If they don't pull it out, it's fine. These three teams are very winnable. Mm-hmm. And, I think the biggest thing is when you're a backup quarterback in a winnable game against a team that you are maybe expected to beat. I apologize for my face looking so weird. I'm holding back the biggest cough. Um, <laughs> darn it. That made me laugh. <laughs> darn it. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm losing it. Um, you take it, Josh. All right. Um, so, I mean, pretty much piggybacking off what McConnell said, man. Um, when it comes to those games last year, it was very winnable. I do believe uh, Tyler Huntley, uh, Snoop, he did play against the um, Bengals because I believe the Bengals, I believe we did finish out the season against the Bengals and, you know, we're doing it again um, this year. So, I mean, in all those games that we played last year, uh, yeah, they were dogfights, of course. But he still kept, he did enough to keep us in the game. And that's the thing about it. We don't have the wide receivers. The running backs have been been ailing like hell. Um, the only person that is a top 10 wide receiver is 
Mark Andrews right now. And, you know, I mean, shout out to Isaiah Likely with coming back into the game and getting us a first down, even though, you know, damn near lucky his shoulder was knocked out of place. He came back in and, and you know, and um, showed that heart. You know, hopefully Charlie, Charlie Kolar can come in this upcoming week and help be a boost to this offense as well so we can get uh, Patrick Ricard, our Swiss Army knife, off the field in certain plays and, you know, create some type of dynamic that's going to help us um, in this in this long stretch. So, you know, I mean, once again, man, um, you know, we keep on saying it. These games, these next three games are winnable, but we do know the Ravens. They do know how to choke. They do know how to make, you know, some dumb mistakes, whether it's on offense or defense. Uh, we're not saying that Snoop is going to be, you know, playing the perfect game, but we need him to play Ravens perfect enough. Ravens perfect enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so I don't know if I ever got to the point that I was trying to make. I totally lost it coughing. Um, don't turn the football over. Uh, I think that's the biggest things in games like these in games where, you know, when you have a really good defense and you're going up against, they're not playing against any great offenses, you know, maybe Deshaun Watson, the Browns could be really solid. I, you know, Deshaun didn't look great in that first game, but they also handled their business pretty convincingly against the Texans. But, you know, we also know how Nick Chubb uh, likes to do the Baltimore Ravens. So, you know, hopefully Roquan Smith can, uh, can change that, that narrative. Uh, yeah. Bulldog on Bulldog right there. So, you know, overall, I think the biggest thing for these next few games, turnovers. If the Ravens don't turn the football over on offense, they're going to win, I think, all of these games if they have no turnovers. At the same time, the first two games, Steelers and Browns, they force turnovers. You got Joshua, you brought it up. Minka. Uh, you know, TJ Watt, those two guys, interceptions, forced fumbles, all of it. They do it all. Then we've got Miles Garrett, Jadavian yep. Clowney, Denzel Ward. Greedy. Is Greedy still playing? I think Greedy, yeah, Greedy, I think he's healthy. I think he's healthy and, right now. And I think Delpit uh, came back. Too. Yeah, and, and, and if Delpit's back, that's another playmaker. So it's like, and and the, the, the Falcons also have uh, some decent players. I know they have... Uh, uh, the corner, A.J. Terrell, who's a really solid player um, that I really like. I don't know if he's, you know, gotten a ton of interception numbers, but he's a really good lockdown corner. Um, there's a lot of players that can make those plays. So if you can reduce that and not have it, it may be low-scoring defensive battles. But the Ravens can win that as long as you're not giving them really good field position. And how do you give a really good field position? You do one of two things. One, you turn the ball over. Yeah. Two, you John Harbaugh and you go for it in a situation that you shouldn't go for it in. And all of a sudden they got the ball at your own 40 because you went for it on fourth and three or yeah. fourth and one. He ran a QB sneak. But, you know, in, in kind of uh, keeping with the same kind of thought process, you know, maybe we win all three of these games. Maybe we don't. We're looking at the playoffs. That's the goal of this season is to make the playoffs because Lamar should be healthy by then. Yeah. As it stands right now, the Ravens are the three seed, um, which means that they would be uh, facing off against the number. Uh, I'm pulling up the thing right now so I don't mess it up. They would go be going up against the number uh, two wild card team. Um, I don't know why that was so hard for me to get out. But when you're going up against the number two wild card team, right now, that would be the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins is a tough matchup. So, you know, if the Bengals were to win the division, 
uh, which is possible. The Ravens are missing their quarterback. The Miami Dolphins have a tough winning schedule, a tough remaining schedule. They're probably going to lose a few games uh, to end the year. Mm-hmm. Like I Just pulling it up right now, they play the Chargers, Bills, Packers, Patriots, and Jets. That's tough. You know, like the Packers, probably the worst team on there. Mm-hmm. They're good. Like they can still beat you. So like, you know, this overall is a, a tough remaining schedule for them. The Ravens could be the number one wild card seed. Joshua, would you rather be the, the number three? Because I don't think we're jumping the Chiefs. I don't think we're jumping uh, the Bills. Would you rather be the team facing off against the Miami Dolphins the first round at home or go on the road and face the Tennessee Titans? All right. So what I so the real question is, would I rather see my defense go against arguably one of the best running backs in the league? That's just arms people for a living. Um, and, you know, before he comes to the game, he's dressed in all white, like he's the uh, next coming of Jesus Christ. Or would I rather them play against the game management quarterback into a tug of a lower? And they're, you know, I, you know what? I love I love their coach. I love, I love McDaniels. He takes accountability. I saw him last week take accountability. You know what he said, McConnell? I effed up. I'm going to get right. Coaches aren't allowed to say that. That's not allowed. I've never heard that before. Not in Baltimore, at least they're not, you know? (laughs) So, I mean, but, you know, in all honesty, though, with the the way this team um, has been going and the way they've been hurting and stuff like that, I would rather take, you know, some type of – I would rather take us at the number three spot, going at home, having that 12th man uh, with our fans, going against Miami. You know what? I feel like we need that – I think we need that get back again. Because in all honesty, we were supposed to win that game this season. So now with a Roquan Smith, now with a Marcus Williams, you know, coming back, um, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, hopefully David Ajabo uh, makes his appearance before the playoffs. And, you know, that front seven's been going crazy. I know Justin Houston was quiet against the Denver Broncos, but he will come alive again. And you got Calais Campbell, you got Travis Jones, Justin Metapique, Brad, the list goes on and on, baby. The list goes on and on. So I definitely would take this defense in the playoffs, you know, well-rested against that that Miami offense. I definitely would, especially at home, because we need that get back. We were supposed to win this uh, against them earlier this year, and, you know, we didn't sustain drives. But I feel like, you know, with everybody, if everybody come back healthy and strong on the offense, we sustain, sustain the drives, get the points, and don't gamble, we win this game. I feel like we win this game. I think they'd both be really, really interesting matchups and very different, right? You know, Titans want to go out there and they want to run the ball down your throat. The Dolphins are like, we don't want to run the ball at all. We're going to yeah. throw the ball deep to Tyree Kill or, or yeah. two as deep, which is about eight yards, um, you know, offense intended because he can't throw a deep ball. He just doesn't have the arm strength, which is sad because Tyler Huntley has much worse arm strength than Tua. Um, imagine if he had Tyree Kill. That'd be, that'd be terrible. It uh, would not work. But – I, I, for me, I'm going to say that I would rather they play the Titans because I think that would set them up better for the rest of the playoffs because that I feel like would give them so much momentum because of the rivalry, because mm-hmm. of the hatred that the amount of – like there's so many guys on this team that just hate the Titans. Yeah. I mean, Marcus Peters. Yeah, yeah. Marlon, Lamar, yeah. Mark Andrews, Ricard. I mean – all, I mean, Ronnie from 2019, like all those guys, the, you want to knock the Titans out of the playoffs. I think they would rather 
I think it would be a bigger victory morally for the Ravens to beat the Titans in the playoffs than any other team. I think it would be bigger than Mahomes. I think it would be bigger than Allen. I think it would be bigger than Burrow, bigger than the Dolphins. I think like them going and beating the Titans, no matter how many times they do it, Mm -hmm. I think that is what would feed them and help them through the rest of the weeks. And I think they also match up a little bit better against them just because we have a, a good run run defense. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, I, I, that. we've allowed too much of the the kind of deep ball, the intermediate crossers, which is what Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle destroy teams with. That's kind of our weakness. Um, and so, like, yeah, we could have Marlon Humphrey go out there. And, you know, he wasn't super healthy the last time. And I think the Ravens can absolutely beat the Dolphins. I would expect them to beat the Dolphins. It would be a close game, but I'd expect a win. Yeah. But – I think the Titans is is so grueling, so tough that maybe a better matchup for the Ravens. Um, and we see that a lot. A lot of times, the better spot to be in the playoffs is that wild card speed, mm-hmm. because a lot of times the fourth best division winner is from a weak division. And there's been plenty of years like this where it's like, oh, you know, it used to be the NFC the NFC East, and it's like, oh, who are you playing first round of the, the you know the playoffs? Oh, the the Giants, they're eight and eight. You're like, what? <laughs> we're twelve and four, and we lost our division. And we're the, you know, whether it's the 49ers or the Seahawks or the Rams or whatever, and they go and play them and they they destroy them. And then the the third seed is like, wait a minute. Like the number three team is like, wait a minute, why are we playing the eleven and five uh Aaron Rodgers led Green Bay Packers? But we could be playing the eight and eight Giants. Yeah, you want to face against them and the Titans right now. I think they're good, but the roster's not very good compared to the wild card teams. Like, you know, you look at the teams that are all fighting for those final spots, right? I mean, it's the Ravens, the Bengals, the Dolphins, and then the Titans. Those are all the teams that are all kind of fighting for it. And I'm taking the Titans last out of that grouping every time because they have the worst quarterback and the worst roster out of all of them. Yeah. They may have the, they probably have the best coach. Mike McDaniel, he could be the best coach. I don't know a hundred percent. You know, it's just too young in his career. I think Mike Vrabel's a really good coach. Mike Vrabel is definitely uh, a bend don't break type of guy. Yeah. <laughs> Say, I don't give a damn what the score is, man. Hey, Derek, get in the game. Run that ball, man. That's <laughs> true. That is what he does best. Um, so I mean, I definitely, I definitely give you that. I mean, but the thing, I'm, I'm looking at it like that. If you have the Ravens play against the Tennessee Titans, that is literally, literally. Oh my gosh, I cannot pronounce the word. Literally. Um, a Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield type of fight. It's an Ali versus Joe Frazier type of fight. Hell, that's a that's a Floyd Mayweather versus Pacquiao type of fight. It's gruesome. It's going to be long-winded. And they're going to be playing till someone get the knockout. Just like the Tennessee Titans, just like the, the Ravens are big on T.O.P., time of possession. If you play against the Tennessee Titans, Tennessee Titans... I think uh, either last week or the week before, they had 18 plays. They they ran 18 plays and didn't get the touchdown, and Derrick Henry was mad as hell. But at the same time, you took away hella time off the clock. 
right now, I don't think that with the offense that we run, we can sustain playing against a team that takes as much time up the clock as we do. That's fair. Because if we go to OT, have you ever heard of a tied a tied OT game in play in the playoffs? <laughs> well, yeah, Ravens Broncos twenty twelve. Yeah, uh, just imagine how many OTs that would go. Oh my god! Like, in one possession, <laughs> and in each in each possession is a run play. Derrick Henry is not putting up fifty yards. Rokor, I have Rokon Smith and company jumping him. And just like Bud Dupree would be jumping either Gus Edwards, Kenyon Drake, or either J.K. Dobbins. Hell, they might get they might try to uh sneak around and have uh Lamar run and they may jump on his behind. So <laughs> it's gonna be a long night if we was to play against the Tennessee Titans. You know, granted, uh the Miami Dolphins, they can score quick, they can score fast, and, and they can score in a bunch. But the thing is. Um, I do trust his defense, especially with Roquan Smith. Now we're having Patrick Queen able to free, able to move around more freely in Rome. I think that would be the, I think that would be the key that separates us on the defensive side of the ball, and will be that QB spy on Tua, especially if we get enough pressure. I think, I think, I think uh, PQ will be the one to contain them and get them out the game. Yeah, I think, I think that's definitely fair. I think this is, this is something where it's like. You know, it's really two different, completely different games and styles. So, you know, with that said, Joshua, let's talk just just for a quick second. Ravens Steelers, you know, for the last 20 years, it's been one quarterback, you know, basically quarterbacking the Pittsburgh Steelers. And there's been, I mean, really two Ravens quarterbacks, maybe three Ravens quarterbacks. Is this still the same level of rivalry? Uh, can we be completely honest? This is not still. This is still not the same NFL, man. So no, I definitely would say it's not um, the same level of rivalry. I mean, honestly, you know, when you hear Raven Steelers, it sounds like a natural. It sounds like a a regular game to everybody else. I mean, of course, you know, for t- guys like me and 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 McConnor and other people that's been watching, you know, the Ravens for the uh, past twenty six or twenty seven years, they've been you know in existence in the league. You know, they grew up seeing the Jerome Bettis and Ray Lewis matchup. Um, the Mr. Mr. Crack back and smile at Jahan's Ward and Troy Palomalu with all the head jumping off the back of his uh, defense alignment and you know blocking the kick. I mean, you know, we seen the and we seen T Sizzle and Lodi Nada on Big Ben, you know. So I mean, and we seen uh, what's his name, Joey Porter. Uh, we saw Pernell McPhee, uh, Spear. <laughs> completely spear. He, I believe the Jim Nance used the term pile drived him into the ground. Yeah. How I think Cody Upshaw, I think Cody Upshaw got a good couple ones on Big Ben too. So, I mean, um, when you think about that hard nosed football, you know, you definitely, you know, love the atmosphere it brings. And then we're going up Pittsburgh too. You know, Pittsburgh is, uh, you know, they say it when it's the rivalry week, they're, they're way uh, worse as far as how they act. And treat Ravens fans. I know there's there's gonna be some decent Steelers fans out there, just like some decent Raven fans too. Um, if you are going up there, please be mindful, respectful of each other. Just come back home safely. We don't want to hear nothing about anybody getting into no situ no situations where it would be you know detrimental to anybody's health or anything of that nature. Just enjoy the game, really. But um, you know when you and also you know Big Ben and Joe Flacco. That was that was that was definitely uh 
that was definitely the route. That was definitely the, uh, the 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 talk of the town. The San Antonio, the uh, the San Antonio um, homes, you know, toe tap in the back. The the Toy Smith nine route, you know. So I yeah. mean, <laughs> you know, who else? Lee, I think Lee Evans did he drop a did he drop a uh, a big pass for us against the oh, Steelers? He might. I knew he dropped some big passes for us. Yeah. So I mean, a lot of things happen, man. You know, Ryan Clark. I forgot Ryan Clark. You know. Uh, Ed Reed, I can't forget Ed Reed, you know. So, I mean, when you hear about when you hear about the Ravens and Steelers rivalry, and it's almost like those big Texas high school football games, those old guys that got those rings, rings that come back, go ahead, get you one of these, baby, get you one of these. You know, what you gonna do? What you gonna do this weekend? You know. Such and such, you know, they're this they're this size. You, y'all gonna handle that boy, you know, stuff like that. You know, it's the type of energy it brings. So I mean, I definitely love that it's rivalry week. Um, I hope that these new guys that are Ravens, that's bleeding this purple and black, are embodying me, embodying this, you know, type of energy. And I hope you, I hope to see it spewed on the field uh, all all four quarters. Yeah, I just want to see. This is where. You get to this is where so many Ravens players are made, you know, and you really get to see who they are mm-hmm. because in this game, you want to see the biggest hits. And and really, you don't care about flags. You know, it, the first quarter, you do not care. If you have a chance to light up the opposing quarterback, you do. And don't and, and you know, we're thinking, oh, yeah, it's Kyle Hamilton's first game. You know, he's got to make a big play. It's Roquan Smith's first game. He's got to make a big play. You know whose first game it is? Kenny Pickett's first game. Do you know what we had? Do you know what uh, the other team has always had to do against first game rivalry in the Ravens Steelers? You go out and you hit him. I believe, uh, I believe uh, his name was Mason Rudolph. I believe in his first game, Earl Thomas hit him in the chin so hard. He got knocked out of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with a concussion. Cause he hit him so hard. Those are the types of plays that you do. Now, I'm not saying, you know, play dirty. Play clean. Play the game of football. Play play it's football. Hit him. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, if he if you're making a sack, make him feel it. You know, don't go out there and go for the, you know, oh, I'm just going to hold you until they blow the whistle. No, no, no. You grab him and you put him in the dirt. Because you want him in three weeks or in four weeks, sorry, when they play us again, you want him to be fearing that game. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! I'm st- I just finally got over recovering from the bruises I got in that game. Yeah. Now we got to do it again. I got to do that twice a year for the rest of my career. Oh no! Like you want him to feel that? You want him to to fear that? And that's the biggest part about this game is is if you can make the quarterback afraid of the moment. That's the biggest thing. And I, I'm not gonna lie, Joshua. I think Lamar. I think he is afraid of that. Um, and I don't think I don't criticize Lamar very much. Lamar's not played well against the Steelers ever. True. Like, and and part of that is Steelers got a great defense. Um, but he has made, I mean, there have been just a lot of just oh my gosh, mistakes. Yeah. I think I think that I think that is the the Steelers are the one team Do you that mean I that, think he you struggles. Mean the interception? Was it the Highsmith? Yeah, he threw the pick six on the first drive of the game. Yeah, Prochet was in the game, and he threw it to Prochet, but he missed. 
and it might have been Highsmith who took it back for a touchdown. Um, it was just like one of those things where it's like, like Lamar's made so many more mistakes in that game than any other opponent that he's ever played, and he doesn't get any flack for it because everyone knows, like, oh, it's the Steelers, though. Yeah. So, so which let me ask you this: since it's rivalry week, because I heard I heard them people up there in Pittsburgh, they got a you know they got a shitty OC up there too. So, with that being said, who gives? <laughs> who has the better game, Matt Canada? Or Gregory Roman. <laughs> oh no! I think we have to. I think after this show, we have to put a poll up. I think we gotta. I think we gotta do that. <laughs> oh, uh, because I heard. I heard Matt Canada runs the same plays maybe like five times straight. He yeah. is true definition of insanity. Canada's Canada's bad. I gotta say Roman has the better game, and I never say that. I never say that, but. The problem is, I think the Ravens' defense is just really good, and so it'll be tougher tougher for Canada to call plays. Yeah, and also, like the court, like I don't think either offense is going to play well, so I don't think either of them is going to call a great game. As long as we don't get any like that, James Prochet play was the worst play I've ever seen. It was not just because of his throw, but like the play design made no sense. And, like, the way that the handoff was done initially, it looked awkward as hell. Like, the way Huntley goes in and he hands it off with the outside hand, it's like there's no way this isn't a double reverse, the way that he handed it off. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh, reverse, and then he pitches it back, and you're like, oh, yeah. And then also both routes just go straight to the same point. It's like we throw in Hail Marys now, like – that's not a play that you should ever run. It's a Hail Mary right. mid-game. You know why they, they had Prochet throw it? Because Tyler Huntley wouldn't have made the end zone. Well, the vault was open. The vault was open. It was open. We saw what was inside. It was it was fool's gold, man. It was fool's gold. All the time, baby. All the time. You know, we know what it is. Come on, man. You know, Stanford. Stanford University. If anybody from the athletic department listens to the TTB podcast, this is our endorsement taking Gregory Roman. Make it happen. Trade offer. We give you Greg Roman. You give us future prospects on the level of Simi Fajoko. I think it's a fair trade. Ooh. Shout out to Shamar Bridges actually signing back to the team too. That, yeah, that's watch. also true. He responded to my DM. I said congrats. He said thank you, man. Shout out to Shamar Bridges, the legend. So, yeah, go congratulate him on Twitter. He's a he's, – in this guy, uh, but you know, I think that's gonna be it for this show. <laughs> I'm still coughing. Um, I sorry for my voice, that's why I haven't been uploading. The voice is hard, doing a solo video would be like impossible because I'd go like two minutes and then I'd just start losing it. But everyone, thank you so much for listening. Subscribe for Daily Ravens content. We'll see all of you again next time.